Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype for this very special episode is my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, are you uh, losing it over the latest Islanders news? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. I really can't believe it. I, I mean, we just—it's just weird. It's just weird to have somebody like that on our staff, not in like a ambassadorial role <laughs> i was thinking about this at one point today like if you if you went if i went back in time and told myself like from 10 years ago by the way lou lamorello is going to be in charge of the islanders one day i, I probably would have laughed myself my future self out of the building like that's just a crazy idea but uh it is it is true uh the islanders announced today that uh lou lamorello is um what is it the head of hockey operations president of hockey operations um, he has, quote, full authority over all hockey matters within the organization, uh, which is how the press, press release said it. Um, he's going to, you know, uh, I guess uh, he has no preconceived notions, he says. He's going to talk to Garth Snow and Doug Wade and see how the, uh, the, the inner workings of the team are before he you know, makes any sort of decisions. 
Um, and it's a big deal, you know. I mean, Lou is a big deal. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's, we'll talk about his resume a little bit more, but not that we need to because everybody knows it. Um, but it's a big deal for the Islanders. And uh, I give all the credit uh, to you because I feel like you are the guy who, who really made this happen. Without, without you, without your efforts, Mike, this never would have happened. No, you know what, Dan? I think you deserve half credit along with, <laughs> with, with Mike Francesa. Cause yeah, it, that's fair. I, came, I, think. I mean, Mike comes back and then his good friend Lou comes back. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. you were you're out there putting together this encyclopedia. I'm sure Lou has read every <laughs> word of the encyclopedia and thought to himself, you know what? I'm the man for the job. So honestly, there are a lot of people out there t- taking credit, but I yeah. think it goes to, to you and Mike. I think so. I think, well, Mike and I work as a team really well. So there you go. I think that's that's the way it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, wh- whoever takes credit for it, whoever earned the credit for it, here we are. Um, Lou Lamorell is in charge of the <laughs> I Islanders. I, I, and, I don't uh, know if Mike did take credit for it on his interview, by the way, <laughs> which I, I thought he was. As, and as a quick aside, just to toot my own horn, I, I, was, I texted him. You know, I like whatever, whenever Mike's about to talk hockey on the show, I quickly text him to you know, like some nuggets that maybe he can use just because I don't want him to embarrass himself. <laughs> so I texted him real quick about how the Islanders let in 296 goals last year. Yeah. And he called me wow. and I was like, holy crap, is he about to call me and ask me about this? But it was a, it was a butt dial. <laughs> oh, that's I'm sorry. Oh, man, that would be awesome. That would, yeah, it would, he would have been like, are you kidding me with this? Why are you bothering with this? That's, exactly. That's awesome. That's amazing. Do you follow? Does he follow you on Twitter? Because he should. No, he doesn't follow anybody yet. But yeah, his his. His Twitter has been honestly a lot of people in the the like kind of Francesa cult were kind of put off that he was going to join Twitter, but it's been unbelievable. It's been he signs off, he signs off on yeah. tweets like like he's going to take a commercial break. He says like more <laughs> after this and stuff. I actually had to mute him because too many people were liking his tweets, and I kept seeing them like four or five times a day for the first two days he was on. And I'm like, I got to mute. I got to mute him. I can't because it's just too many people. I, I even like, I feel like even if I don't follow him, I'm going to end up following him. So I got to either follow him or mute him. So forget it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, Lou was on, on Mike Francesa today. Lou, uh, so let's, let me see if we can backtrack this up. So I guess around 11 o'clock or so, the Islanders put out the official press release saying Lou Lamorello is now the president of hockey operations. Um, no word in the press release about Garth Snow or Doug Waite. They had a conference call at 2 o'clock. Not a press conference, just a conference call. And it was just Lou, and he talked. Uh, the whole thing is on MSG. Well, I'll, I'll put the uh, the link uh, in the, the uh, article when we put this up. The whole thing, you can listen to it. It's like five minutes long. It's got the questions you'll recognize. Arthur Staple, Andrew Gross, uh, Stan Fischler, a couple other voices on there. Uh, Brendan Burke was uh, not there. He was on jury duty. So there you go. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but, um, you know, Lou said he, he feels passionately about this. He, he was really impressed by Scott Malkin's vision of the team. Uh, which is kind of an interesting way to phrase that. And, you know, if he didn't feel like he can do this and bring this team back to where it was, where his old friend Bill Torrey uh, had put it back in the day, um, he wouldn't have taken the job. Uh, I'm assuming that Lou is also being way well compensated for his his efforts. His son is his works here. We talked about before. Um, and so, you know, th- throughout the course of the day, there's this like treasure trove of stuff. And, and Mike Francesa's appearance with him was one. He was on like half a dozen other shows. Arthur Staple was on a bunch. Uh, I've, I've literally read like 15 articles in the last half hour about this. And so there's a lot to take in. Um, what what is your what was your initial feeling about that? I know this has kind of been coming for a long time, but now that it's done, like what was the first thing you thought of? Was it like, oh shit, this is actually happening, or oh, I can't believe this is actually happening. No, it's, I was excited. You know, it's like 
I saw I I I was because we had a little bit of a heads up. I was kind of prepared for that we were going to get a, two different avenues of reaction, and uh, I kind of I kind of figured that would be the case that we'd have the people that were thrilled to have somebody with such a good reputation uh, from you know whatever it may be, <laughs> and then another avenue of people that were going to be like you know oh you know what's he going to do build the you know sign Sarge Breland and and (laughs) you know those guys and and he's gonna hire Scott Stevens and and you know what like to me I want the full Lou Amarillo experience I want to play a one-two-two trap I want (laughs) I want like you know I want to ruin the game as long as the Islanders win I don't care if there's another lockout because of the style of hockey we play as long as we win (laughs) Yeah, so, I want I want Jacques Lemaire. That's the guy. I yeah, want. Ex- I want Jacques, Jacques Lemaire. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. And yeah. then who was who was the assistant coach he always had on his, on uh, his- uh, Jacques Caron? Yeah. There was mentioned <laughs> somewhere that those two guys were involved, could be involved, and in, like their combined age, the three of them, Lamorello, Lemaire, and Caron, is like literally six hundred years old. Like those guys, they're all very old. Um, Lou is seventy five. He's going to turn seventy six in five months. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, it's funny uh, that you talk about the many schools of thought because, like, to me, it's it's cool because there's a little something for everybody. So, like, if, if you thought, like you said, people, there are people that are ecstatic, that they're jumping out for joy. Garth Snow's not in charge of the Islanders anymore. However, Garth Snow is still there so that you get the people that are like, well, this is worthless because if Snow is still there, who the hell cares that Lamarillo is here? Um, you got people that are like, you know, this is the guy who signed all these you know bad contracts in New Jersey, a bunch of bad contracts in Toronto. He's going to sign bad contracts here. This is stupid. Then you got people that are like, yeah, but he's also the most decorated person the Islanders have had running their team since Bill Torrey, literally thirty years ago. So there's a lot going on, and uh, it's just a lot to take in. And my whole thing is, I'm kind of in the middle of all that. Like, I don't, I don't know if Lamarello necessarily can lead the Islanders to a Stanley Cup. Uh, either because he's kind of old or because they don't have that much time or because they just, you know, it's a big job to have to do. But I also feel like, you know, it depends on kind of your feeling of success. Like if, if you measure success and like he is going to set the franchise right to be what it should be as an actual major league national hockey league franchise, I think this is probably a good thing because he is the guy that can do that. And I think having read as much as I have today, I kind of feel like that was Scott Malkin and John Ledecky's plan. It was like we want a guy who's going to set the team right and make it right, and this is and put it the way it's supposed to be because what we're doing right now isn't working. Um, did you like mm-hmm. take in any of that stuff? Is am I am I yeah, out I of think, my mind or am I making stuff up? I don't know. No, it makes sense because I think actually on Mike's show he said like he was going to meet with everybody and ask them what do you do basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, honestly, the Islanders have needed that for right. 30 years. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like, oh, like you're on the payroll. You're you're the assistant, you know, yeah. to the general managers, general man. Like, what do you do? Like, do we need you? Hmm. Obviously, we don't want to see ever see, pe- see people lose their jobs or whatever. But it'll be nice to see him. You know, I'm sure he's going to run a tight ship. Like, that's hmm. what Lou does. And hmm. uh, I think, yeah, you hit it right on the head. We're, this <laughs> this is going to be, it's going to be run like a, uh, regular organization. Yeah. Although I will say, however, <laughs> when <laughs> that as 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 we all know, the Islanders will find a way to muck this up. Yeah, and to like yeah. almost to almost like I don't I don't want to say like 
you know, it's like the, I remember, I remember when they hired Neil Smith, I remember being like, wow, it's, it's strange to have not Mike Milbury. Hmm. And then 40 days later, the Islanders had Gar Snow as their general manager. Right. So I know, and I know that's not going to happen again. And it's, and you know, Charles Wong isn't in charge, whatever, but I'm just saying like, I'm not going to be incredibly optimistic about everything because I just know this is still the New York Islanders we're dealing with. And yeah. however they, they, you know, I'm sure like maybe there's something somewhere where Lou's like, I can't deal with, you know, Gar Snow and he's got, <laughs> and they're like, well, we got to keep snow on because right. where he's got a contract for the next 13 years. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, I feel like there's still like, you know, something still weird is going to happen, but yeah. that's just, natural for us yeah no actually that that's a good point there's two things i number one i thought of was i remember when garth took over it wasn't even that he replaced smith it was more like well you know what at least he's not going to be mike milbury and here i am like you know 12 years later i don't want to say garth is like mike because he isn't in fairness for all the problems we have with garth you know, there was a lot of different problems with Mike Milbury, and I would rather have Garth <laughs> than Mike. Um, but, you know, just as much as I wanted Mike out of the job, I feel like, you know, the time has come for Garth to be out of the job, too. And again, he's, as I said before, he is still in the job, but I guess maybe differently. But, um, you know, the second thing, though, is um, I remember when they hired Ted Nolan as a coach. You probably remember it, too. And it's like, whoa, they hired a guy who was actually a coach before. He came to the Islanders. That's unbelievable. Like they've never had, they never do this. They only hire the guys that, you know, have never been coached for sometimes, you know, if it's Peter Laviolette, Hey, it worked out pretty well, but you know, then, and then of course, later on, it was a bunch of dudes who had never coached in the NHL before, including their coach now. So, um, you know, the Islanders have kind of flirted with this a little bit, um, but have never made it stick. And I think that's another thing too, that maybe Ledecky and Malkin realize and, you know, uh, made this higher, you know, the one they wanted, is that this is an incredibly cynical fan base. Like, like you're, Lou is not coming to Toronto where people are like, oh, wow, this is great. We got this, you know, young roster. And they're they're kind of open for this, you know, this rebuild that was going to happen. They had Austin Matthews, so it made things a lot easier. These people are already coming in, you know, with the glass half empty. And I don't think it's just, <laughs> it's just us. Like, there are other people <laughs> out there that are ready to see this thing and assuming that this thing is going to fail. And... A, I think that, you know, Ledecky and Malkin wanted a guy who they could trust to make sure it didn't fail, number one. And number two, they certainly definitely, if either consciously or subconsciously, hired a guy who did not care about whether or not we think it's going to fail. <laughs> like, Lou is going to do what he wants to do, and there's no amount of, like, fan griping or yelling that's going to change his mind at all about anything. Right. And and I think that one of the one of the things that I'm prepared for is that for the next, you know, two three years for, you know, I'm assuming that he, that's how long he keeps a job. Cause he's like, you said, he's 75. Uh, things are going to be like, you know, like interesting uh, in a good way, like not interesting in a, holy shit, the Islanders are going to sign a sumo wrestler to play goalie <laughs> way. But like, <laughs> yeah, those days it, we don't need those anymore. Those interesting yeah, right. yeah. it, it, the different kind of interesting is in, Oh wow. Like, you know, Lou, Lou did, made this deal or Lou bought this guy out, you know, he's just yeah. cutting the court. So like in a, normal interesting i don't know how to say it, but it's it's going to be different it's going to be different because it's going to be normal yeah <laughs> well we need well there's our title right there 
It's different because it's going to be different because it's normal. That's right. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing right there. That's why it's going to. Yeah. It's exactly you just you just nailed it. Um, and it, actually, it's funny too because that something just occurred to me too while we were talking about this. So the Islanders, uh, you know, obviously they're they're preparing their you know, for the move to Belmont in a couple of years. They're still working on the environmental study. Blah blah blah. Somebody, by the way, could somebody please tell. Pierre Maguire, that the Islanders do have state approval to build the arena at Belmont because he seems to be under the impression that they don't have state approval and that they're just sort of like standing around with their thumbs up their asses, just waiting for them to <laughs> give somebody to gift them an arena. Like, I don't, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, Pierre probably reaches however many millions of years a day and he has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to his team, but uh, whatever. Um, but so that's one aspect of it. But another aspect is they're, the Islanders are actually taking back business operations from the Barclays Center people, I believe, at the start of next season. Arthur Staple can correct me, but I believe it's at the start of next season. And I wonder if that, again, getting back to what we were just talking about, is also part of this, too. Like, you know, when you're a general manager of a hockey team, it's not like you just make trades and put a team out on the ice and that's it. You are the general manager. You manage everything. You manage the business operations, the marketing, the you know, publicity, blah, 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 all that stuff somehow filters through you. And I wonder if that plays into this too. Like Ledecky and Malkin wanted a guy who could not only tell them, not only help their team on the ice, obviously, but say, okay, this is how a business office runs. <laughs> this is how this department runs. This is what this guy's supposed to do in this department. We need a person to do this. And again, that guy could be Lou Lamorello. Uh, more than anybody else in the league because he has done this before now twice, you know, and in fact, but going back to those devil's days, although they were happened a million years ago, um, you know, he was the guy that pretty much set all that up and they were, they were good to go for the next, you know, 25 years or so. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I was kind of being tongue in cheek before about wanting the full Lou Lamarillo experience, but like, that's what you need. You need like this guy literally in, in the best of ways, ruined he like exploited the nhl and ruined it and it turned and by turning a team into a uh, you know a, not a dynasty but very close to one mm. with the devils like the guy just he basically saw a an exploitable way to, to play the game mm-hmm. and he did it and that's it and, and and another thing that i'd like to point out is that lou lamarillo had a very good goaltender for years and and the at a defense like i was saying the one two two trap that like if if the Islanders let in 296 goals when Lou Lamarillo was in charge, somebody would lose their life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, that wasn't like, happening. I don't yeah. think I – re- I remember – we've talked about this. This is so weird that we've talk- talked about this game before. But I remember that Alan Rourke game. I can't believe I'm bringing this up again. <laughs> but when Alan Rourke accidentally palmed a puck into the net with his glove and the Devils went up one nothing, and you just knew the game was over because you were playing the Devils. And it was like four or five minutes into the game. <laughs> And that's going to be nice. You know, yeah. like like if that's the type of team you can get, like, oh, the Islanders scored. It's it's 3 nothing in the third period. The other team already knows this game's over because they play, you know, the Lou Lamarillo. They've got the Lou Lamarillo experience and they're going to, you know, just yeah. choke the game out. Right. And sure, it's not going to be beautiful hockey or whatever. And people will be pissed that they that it happens. But like, I'll take yeah, it. I just want to see. Right. I just yeah, exactly. I just want to see this team right. hold on to three goal leads. That would be great. Um, I'll give you another example of Lou working the system, and and Dom wrote a great piece about this. Dom killed it, by the way. He's he's written so many. He's I mean, literally half a dozen great pieces over the last two days about this whole thing. And he wrote a thing about um, the Islanders, you know, uh, well, Lamorello's relationship with Tavares, and we'll get to the, I'll get to that again in a second. Looking at it though through the lens of the Ilya Kovalchuk 
contract that Lou signed that, of course, also caused an entire lockout because it was this this back-diving 17-year deal <laughs> that his owner essentially wanted him to sign because they wanted to keep the guy in Jersey. And Lou figured out a way under the salary cap within the rules and under the CBA to sign this crazy deal that of course ended up getting voided and it's a whole thing. But like that right there is also an example of what Lou does. He is the guy who knows the, the system inside and out and he can, he's like Dr. Strange. Like he knows, you know, the dimensions and time so well through his, you know, magic that he can just twist it and turn it and, and literally alter reality to how he sees fit to fix a problem. And that's why I can't believe I just compared the Lamarillo to Dr. Strange, but Hey, I just did. It's been a crazy day. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to John Tavares and so let's, let's talk about bending some rules. So this was announced today. It's, it's May 22nd, you know, Arthur Staples thing came out, you know, kind of exclusive. This is going to happen. Thing came out yesterday, the 21st, but going back to Wednesday, which I guess would have been the, I don't know, the 16th or 17th, um, apparently Lou Lamarella was already talking to John Tavares. He flew to New York. This is all in, in Staples um, thing on, <laughs> yeah, the, this is great. on the athletic. He flew to New York. He talked to Tavares in person. Um, Andrew Gross has an article in Newsday today about a source telling him that Tavares liked what he heard. And this is like a positive thing. And he's ready to you know play for Lamarello. Um, just hours ago, while I was on the bus on the way home, it turns out the San Jose Sharks are finalizing a seven-year, $7 million a year deal with Evander Kane, which would be great. If they weren't also probably going to try and sign John Tavares, but that's going to be tough when you already have one guy making $7 million, uh to fit a John Tavares under the cap. Uh, Elliot Friedman says that GMs are pissed. And um, by the way, I would bet money that that GM that is pissed is Mark Bergevin because he has been planting stories <laughs> weekly in Montreal about this. And he plants them all over the place. Yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou yeah. gave him the big how you do. I think so. Back yeah, with that meeting, I love he it. probably left. He probably sent him an emoji middle finger or something. I don't know, but like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just so happens that every week a couple of two, two or three guys in Montreal happen to have the same story about the same, you know, sources telling them that the Canadians are going to try and get John Tavares. Yeah, Mark, we know it's you, man. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> We're smarter than that. But anyway, but like all of this is happening, and it's like these are this is a guy who isn't even have the job yet, already bending the rules in favor of the Islanders. <laughs> And it's yep. like what? <laughs> and, and it's also it's great. It's great. I mean, they, they, what they said they said like the the meeting was okay because it was quote unquote introductory. The two of them have yeah. never met before. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You th if you think John Tavares and Lou Labarillo have never yeah. met before, like yeah. I've got I've got an arena to sell you at Jones Beach. Yeah. The, the <laughs> problem is though, like I'm sorry, not the problem. The best part about this whole mm -hmm. thing is that this stuff is just when. When you see this stuff happening, the other like from the Islander side, pre the pre Lamarillo era, you're, you're watching these guys do this. You're like, why isn't you know Garcinot doing these? Right. You know, he Garcinot's a conniving guy, but he's not as conniving as Lou. Yeah. And Jesus, like I can't like like I said, it's going to be interesting because I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Like, yeah, is he going to go after Ilya Kovac, Chuck? Well, like, there's so many like doors that are opening right now that like, I guess I just I'm like. Like I could see not and like I like I don't know I don't know anything like mm -hmm. let's be honest like I'm just pick, grasping at straws, but Lou Lamarillo reaching out to Ilya Sorokin is a lot different from Gar Snow who remember that that like weird yeah weird report came out that Sorokin wasn't happy with like the, the management of the team right so like there's just there's just a lot of different things now that yeah. can happen I think Lou 
is a guy, you know, one, one thing about Lou, and this is probably going to, you know, we need to kind of keep our eyes and ears open, is that Lou knows everybody. Like well, like you just said before, I mean, I, I highly doubt that Lamorello and Tavares had never met before. I'm sure there were games and all-star games and, oh, how nice to see you again. Like, you know, the guy's been, they've both been around long enough to know that, to know who, you know who each other is and have probably met before. But Lou knows everybody, and everybody knows Lou. The dude's been in the league since 1987, you know. And even before then, you know, Lou actually was very eloquent today talking about Bill Torrey and how he helped him even when he was coaching at Providence, you know, before he was even in, even in the NHL and was always very helpful and, and happy to, to talk with him and give him tips. I guess Bill, you know, Bill Torrey being a former uh, college guy himself from St. Lawrence University. So everybody knows Lou and, and there are little threads and connections everywhere. I mean, that's how this whole thing started in the first place was like, okay, well, Lou is out of a, he's into a senior position in the, with the Leafs. That's not his thing. He's not going to want to do that. Oh, and by the way, his son happens to work for the Islanders. Oh, by the way, he also happens to know Garth Snow. He also happens to know Doug Wade through USA Hockey. Now that he's got the job, it's, oh, by the way, he might reach out to Ilya Kovalchuk, the guy who's got a good relationship with from the Devils. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it was Elliot Friedman said that what if Scott, you know, he's always brought Scott Stevens with him. Maybe that he would find a role in the Islanders, which would be even weirder than Lamorello having a job with the Islanders. It would be Scott Stevens See, having him. Scott Stevens and Brodeur, like, on the, on the bench. <laughs> I would, I would. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, anything is possible. And is any of it going to come true? Hey, I don't know. Who the hell knows? But, yeah. you know, there are lines out there. And, and, you know, I mean, unfortunately, it could also mean that, like, you know, Matt Martin coming back now, I guess, makes more sense than ever. You know, I mean, hopefully the Islanders don't sign Roman Polak. Like, the, these types of guys that, you know, are less decorated and less, you know, um, you know the the kinds of guys you don't want on the team. Hey, if they're gonna have, if they bring Scott Niedermeyer in as a coach, great. If they bring in, you know, uh, Anton Volchenkov in as a coach, eh, I don't know about that. Maybe not, but um, it, that would be something to see. So, uh, I don't know. There's a ton of stuff out there, and like, yeah, the the Andrew Gross piece is definitely worth reading because apparently the source says that Tavares is happy. the The Kane thing is hilarious because even San Jose writers were like, "Well, that's it for John Tavares." <laughs> so. Yeah. That'll be pretty the, funny. The, uh, the, the, the free agency, impending free agency that made zero noise yeah. compared to, to the Steven Stamkos. Right. Like, I, I just think it's, yeah, it's hysterical. It's like, it was, it was like a shot across the bow by, from the Islanders to everybody. Like, all right, like maybe we've done this before where, where it felt like the Islanders are like, we're, right, we're, we've been a laughing stock forever, but we're, we're done putting up with this you know, shit. Like we're, we're, right. we're, we're going to, we're going to get our, we're going to get our ducks in a row. But, uh, I think that you know it's it's nice when they do it. They did it this time, and yeah. uh, uh, it's like uh, it's it's weird. Like everybody, I feel like every team in the league now is just looking at us like, oh god, like they're <laughs> actually going to resign John Tavares. Like this is really kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I also want to say, <laughs> I, it, it will be it will be really funny if this if this happens and John Tavares still walks and mm. and like like what. Not that like what was the end game, but like you know what happens then? It almost like yeah. because then Lamarillo has. So, uh, we shouldn't even get into it, but <laughs> yeah. so I'm just gonna stop there. It's just like there's so much, there's so much that that can or cannot happen that will be completely different from if Snow is in charge. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and it's I know. great that they did it early enough. Yeah, I'm, well, I was gonna say like uh, you know it. There's like you said, they did it. They. There's one way of looking at it that they did it early enough that they could obviously get in on you know signing Tavares early, but there's also a theory like you know they, they're doing it too late. Oh, that was another thing too was apparently Scott Malkin 
approached Lamarello with the job while the Leafs were still in the playoffs. And Lamarello was like, no, 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 you know, let's wait till the playoffs are over. And then he took a day or two to, I guess, you know, kind of decompress and let the dust settle. And then, um, you know, then I guess they started talking. And I must, it must have not taken very long because, again, a week ago he was talking to John Tavares as a member of the New York Islanders. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, the, the whole timeline of this is really weird. And you know what? If Tavares chooses to leave, I mean – you know, they brought in Lamorello. I'm sure there's going to be some more changes made in the next, you know, uh, month or so. I mean, they still got the draft coming up, so we got to see what. I, I would bet that one or two of those picks now has stands a greater chance of being moved than it would have, you know, yesterday with Garth Snow in charge. Uh, my assumption was going to be that those two picks were just going to be used to take two kids, and that would have been the end of it. But now I can see one of them being moved, maybe both of them being moved. Who knows for a goalie or something? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that there's changes afoot. Um, and we'll just have to see where they go. But, you know, if, if Tavares still leaves, you know what? I mean, Lou's going to have to put the team together again. And, I mean, that's not going to be great. But he's still going to have Matthew Barzell. And he's going to have uh, Andrews Lee. And, hey, maybe we have Elite Kovalchuk. Who knows? So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be great. It's, yeah. Um, so, it's going to be – it's good. It's, it's a good day. So that's – like whatever whatever side – like if you're pissed that the Islanders went with like an old school guy that will maybe implement a very, you know – Neolithic. I don't know how to like what to say, style or whatever. The good news there's it's a good thing that it happened. That at least something so they did. The owners did something about something, which is yeah. a huge positive for this team. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that too. Like, you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast and elsewhere. That like this team had two really truly epically disappointing seasons in a row, and at the worst possible time too, with their you know franchise center up for free agency. And if you were to come back with the same exact front office staff and coaching staff for another year, I mean, it's almost like daring your fans to not come back anymore. Like, And I don't know how much like Lamorello moves the needle in that sense. I mean, again, there are plenty of people out there that are like, this is stupid. This is, this is a worthless move. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, show me, to, you know, where's where's the change? Where is the big, you know, sweeping change? And and they have a beef like they have a legitimate beef. But this is what, what we're getting right now. And I think that there's a reason for it. I think, again, it's to set the team up for the future. So like that game all can can see the way can have it set up the way a National Hockey League team should be set up as opposed to whatever it is they're doing now. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Like in, like we're saying, Lou Lamarillo will not be here for as long as Gar Snow will be so there's going to be another guy to come in Hmm. and and at least that when that guy comes in whoever it is the team will kind of be in order rather than a complete mess that it's been for (laughs) yeah basically my entire life pretty much i I could see lou doing and we have no no details on the contract if there is a con whatever it is uh you know i could see it being another three or four years and then it's set up and then he you know moves on again he'll be (laughs) 79 years old by that point so who knows uh justin Bourne brought up a good point about this too like you know how does his age work into it but he still feels good and he's still spry and you know it's his uh conference call today he was very quick-witted so i guess you know it's not really a problem yet um but you know there's there's a lot to to take in and and it's definitely something like i i and i and i think again not to belabor the point but I think it's not just something. I think this is the thing that they wanted. And I think that's why there was that bizarre press conference. <laughs> and then, you know, the, there was like six weeks of silence. And now all of a sudden within, you know, a day, Arthur Staples like, hey, the Islanders are going to hire Lou Lamorello. And then the next day he's hired. 
And I, I yeah. think there was a reason for that. I mean, remember that, the, you know, John Ledecky kind of threw together this, that, you know, missive about something at the last minute. I wonder if they went to Lou earlier than before the playoffs even started and were like, you know, hey, man, you want to come? And they're like, no, 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 you got to wait. And that kind of threw them off. So I wouldn't be surprised if be. that happened. But lots of threads, lots going on. Um, yeah, but conspiracy. Th- and we'll have, you know, <laughs> Islander fans love conspiracy oh theories. And with snow, there really weren't many. So, yeah. you know, they're back. Oh and it would God. be fun to have some. Islanders fans love conspiracy theories literally more than Islanders wins. This is the thing. <laughs> conspiracy theories are what drive this franchise. And again, if we can get to a point where it's being run like a normal team, that won't happen. <laughs> you know, like I don't see it nearly as much about Leafs conspiracy theories as I do about Islanders conspiracy theories. Yeah, the the yeah. University of Maine conspiracy yeah. theory where where snow won't <laughs> if you don't have a degree from or Maine right. at a row no, you're not you're just not going to work for the Islanders. <laughs> um actually speaking of the Leafs, that, there's two things I want to I want to bring up. Number 1, um Steve I read articles by Steve Simmons and Damian Cox today. Both feel like Lamorello and to a certain extent Mark Hunter leaving the Leafs front office is the biggest disaster going. Not for the Islanders or wherever Mark Hunter goes, and he could very well end up following Lou to the island in July when his contract is up. They feel this is a huge disaster for the Leafs and that the Leafs are staring into the abyss and that this young kid, this 35-year-old boy, is going to destroy the franchise uh, in one fell swoop. And um, I love it. I, I want more of it. I hope that they, the doom and gloom continues. <laughs> the second thing is, again, getting back to Mark Hunter, it occurred to me today that, you know, I, I'm a guy who's who's pretty much very much into sports, as are you. You know, we follow lots of things. You're more into baseball. I used to be big into baseball. I, I used to be more of a Jets fan than I am. Obviously, I grew up watching the Jets and Giants and Mets Yankees. Everybody loves uh- you know, you name yeah, it. I, ju- I mean, I just bet in a, a WNBA game. Yeah, so there you go. Minutes you know, ago. <laughs> you're into the WNBA betting on action on WNBA. It's all amazing. And it occurred to me today that I know more about Leafs front office people than I have ever known about any front office people with any other team <laughs> besides the Islanders. Even more, I know them better than I know people that work for the Islanders. Like, if you ask me, you know, to go to name Jets general managers. I don't know if I can name three of them, you know, like Mike, does Mike Tannenbaum still work for the Jets? I don't think so. Right. Like that's as far back as I go. I just, like, I, but meanwhile, I feel like if you asked me to, to list everybody that works in the Leafs front office, I could probably nail that list nine times out of 10. Like I, yeah. could, I know everybody, I know where they're from. I know where they worked beforehand. I know every single thing about their lives. Yeah, what, if they're like a chartered financial analyst yeah, with their, their data back, yeah. science what blog background. they wrote yeah. for, like all that stuff. I know exactly <laughs> what they did. And meanwhile, I have been a Jets fan for like 20 years and I couldn't tell you. I mean, outside of the coaches, obviously, because that's easy. And, you know, maybe a, a half of the general managers they've had. That's it. You asked me like what their line, who their line coach was in 2010. I have absolutely no idea. And I don't care. Like it does not, it's not important to me. I don't care. But it's just, I, I realize I know way too much about the Maple Leafs front <laughs> office and I hate myself for it. I really do. It's really, really irritating. Yeah. I, I actually had a lot of fun hating the Leafs and I still kind of hate the Leafs, but, you know, obviously back in the early 2000s. Yeah. So I hope, I hope, you know, I hope this kind of brings that back. Yeah. So that was a really hateable team, by the way. This, this team isn't hateable. Like the players on the, on the ice aren't hateable at all. The fan base is definitely hateable. Yeah. But like, you know, Matthews and Marner, yeah. those, those are, and, those, yeah, they're not. Yeah, no. Hopefully, they're... maybe, maybe like 
they'll, they'll sign Radko Gudis or something. <laughs> Get really, yeah, any team that's on has Radko Gudis. They'll sign Radko Gudis and uh, Tom Wilson, and uh, then they'll be the most perfect team. League. But man, that early that I know that you know the Leafs team from two thousand two that was just. I mean, Doug Gilmore is great and all, but man. Roberts and Tucker, <sighs> oh god, all those guys. Chain Corson, even Cujo. Yeah, I, like I, I, I never, I never wanted to, but I even started hating Brian McCabe. I was just gonna freaking, say McCabe. He guys, was, like, he was like, immediately Aki, hateable I, after he left here. Aki yeah. Berg, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did, those, what did, what did Aki Berg ever do to me? But he was on that team, so they I hated him. Another guy too who was just like another defenseman. I can't remember who it was now. Who was just, just mean. I mean, Dion Phaneuf. Was obviously hated. He he came later, but he was very hateable. Also, I still hate him. My wife likes yeah, because every time I yell at his name, she says, like, "What?" Hate, yeah. I hate him a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that he sucks. That's yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that Dion Fidel is just really bad at hockey now. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, he plays in L.A. and his uh, partner might be Slava Voinov, who sucks for totally different reasons. And Dion Fidel sucks. <laughs> yeah. He sucks for way worse reasons than yeah. reason. Dion Fidel seems like a nice enough guy. He's been married to Alicia Cuthbert for a while. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Slava Voinov, not so much. So let's not talk about <laughs> him anymore. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's about it. I mean, I you know we talked about how we got here, and at the end of the day, we got to see where it goes from here. But yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, exciting. And anything else? I mean, any is there any signature Lou move that? I mean, okay, besides the trap and like the finding of the franchise goalie, is there another singular Lou move that you kind of want to see him make? Yeah. And do you think he'll make it before July 1st <laughs> so that John Tavares I, can see it? I hope he does the whole, we're going to make the playoffs, but I'm still going to fire you ah. bit. Where he, <laughs> like when he fired Claude Julian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That, you know what? I was totally going to mention that. You're, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to say, for anybody that's like afraid that you know Garth Snow is still there and, and he's, you know, he's still going to have influence and he and Lou are tight, so obviously Garth's not going to get fired. He's got that crazy contract. Let me say two things. Number one, you're 100% right. Claude Julian was fired when the Devils were in first place. He fired Claude Julian. That <laughs> it's like in, on April like 3rd. <laughs> right, right. And uh, I've never seen a team in first place fire their coach before. And I couldn't – I was, remember I was working the AP and my friend who I was working with is a huge Devils fan. And we just looked at each other like, is this a joke? Is this crazy? The second thing was before he did that to Claude Julian, he fired Robbie Fatorik with three weeks to go in the season. Three weeks to go in the season. Right. He fired him and the Devils went on to win the Stanley Cup. So – there you go. So, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> Lou's going to fire Garth tomorrow. I'm not saying he's ever going to fire Garth. I'm just saying that if it came to that, this is a guy who will make that call uh, without hesitation. He's the guy who, I mean, I remember when Bill Guerin was like making noise about his contract extension or something. He traded his ass to Edmonton. Like, just go. Like, just, <laughs> like that was, I remember when I was working with Stan Fischler, I was joking with Stan. Like, boy, when Lou trades you, he trades, he trades John McClain, making noise about his contract extension. He became a San Jose Shark. Like, that's what he does. You are gone. He, you are absolutely out of here. If he could trade you to the sun, he would trade you there. So, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a guy who makes these kinds of moves. That doesn't, exactly. Doesn't hesitate. And, and, and I, and I, I'm now a little upset that, before I was talking, I, was tweet, I tweeted that what Lamarillo's reaction is going to be when he finds out that DPA, they're you know they're still paying DPHO. <laughs> now I kind of wish DPHO was still on the team just to see Lou oh, be like, "Yeah, hey, you clown, yeah. see you later." Yeah, uh, I, I, nice. I, I want. I hope somebody slips like slips Rick's picture into like when he gives Lou like the the roster. 
he slips the the last year a picture of Rick from that last year when he had that Jesus look going with the beard and the long hair, <laughs> and Lou just was like, "What? Get this guy!" Ah, oh, just joking, man. That's Rick Tpietro, or he's he's long gone. All we do is pay him. He doesn't play for us anymore. But anyway, yeah, we didn't make any beard jokes this whole time, so I guess that's that's yeah. a good time to sign off. Uh, anything else? Any non-Lou no. thing you wanna you wanna bring up? There's not much really going on with the Islanders besides this. So yeah, uh, it looks like. A lot of players are on vacation and just yeah. doing their thing. And yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if Lou Lamarillo knows who Alan Quine is. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know if he knows that they're playing in two arenas next year. Yeah, that'll that be fun like too. He was probably. I can't imagine what that conversation was like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of players are on vacation. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck taking in the uh, the golf course this week before the U.S. Open. That's pretty cool. Uh, congrats to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights for uh, making the Stanley Cup final. And uh, I don't know, pissing people off for whatever reason. I don't know. It's weird. Get it while you can, guys. Just seriously, enjoy it. Because the next time you look up, your team is out of the playoffs for two years in a row and your best players are looking to to leave. So you never know. (laughs) Goes goes in a hurry. There it is. Uh, Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for this, uh, you know, uh, having – we're glad we got able to get together for this emergency – podcast i'm sure there's going to be another dozen islanders podcasts up about the same time this one is so we appreciate you listening to us we hope to mm-hmm. be back again probably sometime around the draft maybe we'll have a john Tavares resign celebratory podcast that'll be a lot of fun um but that's okay. about it <laughs> i can't even i can't even picture what that would be like <laughs> that I was just, I, I don't know i don't know if- I'd just be shocked at this point. We would have to do I, – I mean, what's the maximum amount of people you can have on a Skype call at once? Because we should do, like, the whole Lighthouse Hockey crew. Like, you know, 15 people. I thought people. you were going to say, how long can you go? Because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could, I could talk about John Tavares for eight or nine hours yeah. if he's oh resigning. I will have, like, champagne. Everybody goes out and buys their own bottle of champagne, and we just sit and drink <laughs> and record it. That would be pretty wild. Uh, but, hey, just like fire, up, fire up tweets at Steve Simmons. <laughs> Oh, I have a whole plan. Don't even get me started. I, gotta, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, but, you know, again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's let the man – let's let Lou buy a house, I guess, and pick an office in, in mm. Barclays Center and say, oh, my God, what the hell is this place? Um, but, uh, no, seriously, thanks for listening. This is great. I'm glad we could get together like this. And uh, we will talk to you again. Let, let's see where uh, the Lou train takes us all. Uh, tell everybody your Twitter handle again. It's the the big Lou Baski. Big <laughs> Lee Baski with two E's. Oh, dude, you should totally change it. I should. <laughs> At least the name. You could change the name. And you could be the culture of losing. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm gonna, all right, I'm doing that. There's too much. There are too many Lou punts. Yeah, no, I'm doing that. I'm definitely doing that right right after I'm done this. Oh, thank you. Why didn't I, I didn't even think of that? I, right. I, did, I just thought of it right now. That's, you should. that's amazing. Thank you. I don't. Gonna, I, it's going to be tough, though. I don't want you to lose that Twitter handle. So no, no, no. I'll change my you name. Know? I mean, my, my yeah, name has been out there a lot. People know me already, but uh, I'll, I'll do that, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll play. Have we'll some fun. Somebody. That'd be awesome. Well, you can follow me at Coach of Losing, just regular losing. But I'm going to totally change my name, so you'll see that there. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, we will talk to you again uh, sometime soon. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. 